from ABC News Radio, KMET 1490 in Southern California. This is Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with your host, Tyler Jorgensen. All right, everyone, I want to welcome you out to Biz Ninja Radio. This is your host, Tyler Jorgensen, and we have a special guest today, Charles Bird, the What's founder up? and creator of KillTheChaos.pro. Um, Charles, thanks for coming out. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me, Tyler. So we're going to go into your story, your journey, figure out what Kill the Chaos is and, and kind of the movement that you're creating around it. Um, have, are you, first thing first, this is kind of a show about entrepreneurship. Have you been an entrepreneur forever? Or are you one of those born and bred lifetime entrepreneurs? Quite the opposite. I, I was one of those people that get a business degree, and then they don't tell you you can start a business. They say, get a job. That's right. So, so that, that's what I did. That's precisely what I did. Uh, I got a job for a software company based in the Silicon Valley and um, stayed there for 15 years. That's a long time. Almost yeah. enough time that, to kill the entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit, but somehow, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, it's reemerged out of, out of your soul. And, and um, so what happened? You, you know, you're, you're growing, you're crushing it as an executive there, at the, and grow, or uh, you know, growing in your career, climbing the ladder. Um, and then you decided for just out of nowhere to create a course, or what happened? <laughs> well, um, as, as I did climb from like doing tech work to project management to founding and running my own departments, uh, it, it gave me more and more of a sense of uh, control and the ability, just the realization that if I can start a department, a billion dollar software company, I could probably start a company. Right. Um, and so I guess it, it gave me a, a taste of freedom and what was possible because when you run your own department, I mean, you still, of course, report to uh, the higher executives, but when you're running your own show, that's got a good feeling to it. And it, it just made me friends of mine at, at the company. Uh, we'd talk about, oh, we could start this side thing or we could do that. And actually, we, we almost started a company once um, making uh, automated camera equipment to follow snowboarders around. And uh, then at the end of the day, you could get this edited video. So we were toying with ideas, but it was always... It was always like more on the talk side than the do side. Right, right. I know a lot of people like that. And most of them are employees and, and at a pretty high level in a company. Um, and I think it's because there's, you, you start having the, uh, the experiences where you get to start tasting creation and um, a little bit of the spirit of entrepreneurship, but you're also laced with that uh, massive amount of security of a corporate job and the benefits and the you know, your, your total compensation and all of that stuff. That's, that's just really hard to replace as an entrepreneur. Um, so how did you take the first step from talking to doing? Okay. So, uh, for one, I, I have, a friends of mine that I went to school with, uh, one in particular that, uh, him and his wife started their own company and it took a little while to get going, but it started being successful. And then they started their second company which overtook the first one within six months. And it was the, the first realization that, wait, my peer group can go start companies and be successful at that. Uh, no one told me. So, uh, awesome. so that, that got my wheels spinning. And then 
uh, as happens in corporate environments, there was like a management uh, shake up and then the new management. I, I worked from home most of the time, which right. that, that's my jam. Um, but I was close enough to San Jose to go down whenever I wanted or needed to. And uh, the new management was like, you need to be here five days a week. And I said, how about door number two, severance package <laughs> after 15 years, thank you very much. And so basically having that amount of funding, um, and I saved up some as well, um, it, it was basically, I didn't want to grow old with the regret of not trying. Sure. Um, and so it, it was just getting myself down that path and then just committing to it and saying, you know what, I don't care if friends, family, I don't care who supports me, I'm doing this no matter what. And uh, it takes a little bit of talking people into this and that, but over time, when they see you're serious, they see you're starting to get results, you have a, a path, a vision, you're inspired, you're happy, you're um, you know, making progress, um, magically, people start getting behind you when they see you're going to do it regardless. I think you, you, there's a lot of value in everything you just said. And so on, I want to unpack it a little bit. So the first part is um, you did have the luck uh, and I, I don't really believe in the luck, but in, you did have a little bit of a safety net, which is great. It gave you a little bit more freedom to take that risk, right? You were, you were going to be, you, you probably even gave yourself a timeline of how long you'll work on it before, you know, maybe reaching back out. And yeah. It was basically you, you have this certain amount of runway and, yeah. and you better be bringing something in to keep stretching it. Otherwise you're, you're going to run out. So sure. there was a lot of discussions about runway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is big from the tech world. Um, and the Silicon Valley world is run oh, runway is a big term there. Now, one thing that I really liked about what you said is that, um, and you bring up a really important principle, like your friends and family, although emotional, they may be emotionally supportive. They always know you the way that you are now. And so whenever you go to make a change, you're going to feel resistance. And this is really common in the new entrepreneur space because everyone knows you as something here. And it's really in any kind of personal development or growth, we experience resistance from the people that we think would be the most supportive only because it's uncomfortable then to now have to get to know a new version of you. And so to you now all of a sudden, this guy who's been an employee for 15 years is saying he's going to do a course. You made the commitment that you're going to do it in spite of even that uncomfortable moment amongst that, that group. Right. And that's a big deal. Yeah. And as you learn new things and your awareness becomes bigger and even your own self-perception of what you're capable of becomes bigger, it doesn't mean the people around you are going to know that offhand. They live in their, I don't mean right. it in any negative way, but they live in their small world. They don't even realize what's possible. Right. Uh, so, uh, it, well, you're, you're a perfect example of that, right? You talked about doing business, but you didn't believe that you could do it yourself until you saw a peer do it. And now right. all of a sudden your reality shifted because of something they did. You wouldn't have, that reality wasn't there until you saw it happen. Right. And so that's just, a, it's a, it happened to you and then you had to go and do it. And so other people then have to follow. Yeah. And, and then you start consciously going to places where people's worldviews and perspectives are way bigger than yours and you you walk in a room and and uh they completely can expand what what you believe is possible and the more you surround yourself with people like that then that becomes the normal way of thinking 
and the old becomes like a, a, typically a smaller way of thinking. Yeah, hopefully we're going up. <laughs> um, and I, I have been a massive um, believer in that as having experienced a couple of times. So I mean, um, I remember the first time that I realized that, uh, that making like six figures a, a year was possible. And then I remember the first time understanding that six figures a month was possible. And then I remember the first time I, I met someone who was doing um, seven figures a month. And every one of those times, the paradigm has shifted. And, you know, as like a solopreneur type guy, like a small company, um, to understand that people that are keeping, that are running a lean uh, lifestyle-based business are still doing that, that's what's been amazing to me. Like sometimes we think the only way to do it is if we go big and get funding, hire tons of people. Um, one thing I really want to touch on with you is one, I want to hear more about your course. Cause I think that's really interesting how you did that. Um, but we since relationships and, and people have come up a bunch of times, how have you really focused on relationships as a core part of your business? Yeah, it, uh, initially wasn't intentional. I, uh, for one, I reflected on what my skill sets were coming out of, uh, the corporate world where, you know, as managing international teams, choosing the solutions, creating the roadmaps, working with the project teams, rolling them out, creating the training and creating all the, the launches of the solution. So for one, I um, focused on what I could create a product around. And then I started spending a lot of time building relationships. And initially, uh, I mean, I've always been a people person, but I haven't always gone out of my way to build like sure. relationships. So it, it took a little bit of a focused effort on it, but then it started to become second nature, just dashing off an email to someone or shooting someone a text or reaching out to people I'd never met, um, but they were in uh, entrepreneur groups that I was on online and pinging them to have a virtual coffee. All right. So you were talking about how like now you started getting more comfortable with reaching out to people and, um, yes, know, I, I've never heard of virtual coffee before. I liked that term. Yeah. Basically like there are different Facebook groups where entrepreneurs and, and, uh, marketers were spending time and, and you can start kind of seeing who's in the group, who's active, who's posting videos and, and who seems to be kind of moving and shaking and then just shoot them a message, you know, and, uh, I've never had one person turn me down for a meeting, no matter who they are. Um, and so it, it's a really cool way to just trade ideas, talk about, you know, uh, you also get to hear what people's expertise areas are and you can hear by asking what they're focusing on and working on. And as you start meeting more and more people, you can start introducing people. Oh, you need a copywriter? I, I know three. I can give you an introduction. You need someone to do Facebook ads? I've got a great person who's a, a friend of mine who does that. So you can immediately just start helping people. And magically, when you help people, uh, cool things happen as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tell me, so all this is happening. You're building this momentum. And one of the things that you mentioned is that you said you started to look at what your expertise was, started to think of what you could do to build a course. So let's kind of go big picture a little bit about what kill the chaos is about what you've, what you've created. Give me a bullet point of that. And then tell me about how that is what you chose to do. Yeah. So 
for one, I, I have a tech background, a productivity background. I've always personally been into gadgets, technology, um, apps, like exploring just ways to be as personally productive as I could. That, of course, uh, worked well in the corporate world too, running a project management teams and an office, um, things like that. So when I reflected back on what could I make an online course about, I, I listed out about 40 topics. Then I, I was like, hey, what are you really good at that you could do in your sleep? And that went down to about 12. And then um, in my case, I was like, what do I use every day that I absolutely depend on for a smooth functioning uh, life? And it turned turned out it was Evernote, um, which I um, basically created a system around out of necessity, out of being in a corporate situation where I needed to come up with a presentation in half an hour and I was uh, managing a $5 million project and I had all the info, but it wasn't at my fingertips. So I'm sitting in this square office looking at a monitor, just like stressing and full of anxiety and sweating bullets. And I'm like, I have to come up with a system. Um, so I did, because before that, everyone had said how great Evernote was. You can run right. your life and business off it. So I downloaded it. I'm like, you can make notes? Yeah. Yay. I, awesome. I, uh, that's still where I am with it. Like I, I first heard about <laughs> Evernote from Tim Ferriss. I downloaded I started like save, taking pictures and like saving like business receipts. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, this is, I don't know <laughs> and so like it kind of died off. So, but you, you built something that you actually, you found a way to utilize that and create improved productivity. And then you you've now created a course around it so that to help other people kind of bridge that gap from what's out of the box and what's actually possible. Is that absolutely, right? absolutely. Cause, um, I, I describe it like this. You, you could have the best tool in the world. Uh, in this case, we're, we're talking about Evernote, but if you don't have a uh, workflow to apply it to your business and your life, you really have nothing. Instead of right. Evernote, you have Nevernote. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Nevernote. Um, so basically, I've created a workflow to apply it in a very systematic and simple way to people's businesses and lives. And then I also teach, you could have the best workflows and the best tools, but if you don't have the habits in place to systematically uh, collect info as it comes across your plate and that little bell in your head goes off and goes, this is important, I might need this again. That's precisely when you capture it, so it is there when you need it. It's like the, uh, the trifecta, the tools, workflows, and habits, the three legs of the milk stool. I like it. Those are, yeah, that's, so I'm really good at tools. I'm mediocre at workflow and I struggle with creating, getting to the habit point. But I think it just comes down to um, if you have a good enough workflow and a good enough tool and you commit to working it until it becomes a habit, right? Like right. a big part of it is just consistency until it becomes a part of you. Um, yeah, precisely. And so I, I describe it as, um, cues and then routine. So if, if you and I sit, sit down for a meeting, that is a cue to just create a new note and then tag it with your name. And then if we were talking about a podcast, I would tag it with podcast. If you're talking about writing a book, I'd write, you know, tag it with book. And then the cue is us meeting. Um, and then the habit is make a new note, tag it. And if you do that every time, um, 
at three years from now, you and I are meeting, I can pull up notes from every one of our conversations and pick up right where we left off. Awesome. So I think um, there's a massive amount of potential with Evernote and with uh, having the workflow and the tools that you've talked about. The course that you ended up creating, which people can get at killthechaos.pro, it teaches that exact, that, those three legs of the stool, right? It, it sure does. And the cool thing is, it, it doesn't even take a lot of time to go through it. The, the promise of the course is spend three hours in the course, you will save three hours a week going forward. And that adds up to 144 hours a year, which is 18 working days. Um, so wow. the ROI is ridiculous. Um, and the cool thing is it's simple and sustainable. If it, if it wasn't easy to use, I would have derailed a long time ago. Uh, sure. So that's another benefit of it. But circling back on the relationship part, so right. I built this course, but I didn't have an audience. I didn't have, you know, I didn't really have anyone to sell it to um, or share it with. And right. so I started building relationships with um, other people in the online education, internet marketing, blogger, podcaster space. And through building those relationships and sharing the content with uh, different audiences, uh, I, I booked two to six webinars every week. And in the last five months through our marketing, we've reached over 500,000 people. In the last, how, what was the time span? Five months. That's amazing. So you're averaging 100,000 people a month reach and your ad spend has got to be a million dollars, right? It's zero. So yeah, and that was a, I set that one up. So <laughs> um, I knew that, but I think that's amazing because traffic is one of those things that as an entrepreneur and as someone who helps other entrepreneurs, everyone thinks traffic is their issue. And the, the common answer back to that is traffic is not your issue. Your offer sucks, right? Like generally speaking, <laughs> if the offer is sucks, then the traffic's going to be difficult, right? It's going to be hard to get it at, very, at a good price, or it's going to be hard to get those people to want to do a webinar with you. But if you put together a good offer at a good price, um, that's attractive and valuable. And then you do things like what you've done, where you've reached out to people that are in the, like that you're next adjacent who have your audience, um, kind of like, the, the dream 100 concept where you're, you're reaching out with people that already know who your customers are, the traffic is there. And you know, you've set up now, technically you do have some ad, some traffic costs, right? Because you're uh, you're doing some joint venture. Yeah. There's a commission um, of 50%, but the cool thing is, I mean, I'm not paying any money to get uh, not front loading it. Yeah. I mean, there's no money out of my pocket, at all it's, it's actually money into the partners and yeah. and mine and the cool thing is with especially with a message like this about productivity and it, it's really a deeper message than productivity it's we have a, a certain amount of time to accomplish the things that we want in life and if we want to be effective at it we need systems that we trust that we can depend on that simplify that give us uh, a vantage point uh, to work on our businesses instead of in our businesses. And um, it's also a quality of life question. Do you want to be, you know, into your fifth meeting of the day and you're 75 emails deep and um, you've got two or three tasks that you didn't write down right when you thought of them because someone pinged you on Messenger and they're floating in the periphery of your 
reach and your shoulders are tight and your stomach's tight and you you just know that information's leaking all over the place and you're not following up on certain things. So I like helping people kill that chaos of information overload so they are more effective and so they can have a higher quality of life. And um, the, the neat thing is this message complements about anything else people would be working on. Um, no matter what they're trying to do, if they're more organized and structured about it, and they can put their any finger on anything they need within five seconds, um, it just reduces stress and um, improves people's ability to deliver on their goals. You know, something in one, again, you're hitting so many awesome points, it's hard to unpack all of them, but you talked about how the finite amount of time that we're, we all have, right? And I, although I'm a huge fan of having money, like I've had it and I haven't had it and I prefer having it. I still believe <laughs> that like money doesn't buy happiness, but what money does is it, it can help you buy time freedom and, and having freedom of your time for me has been the greatest amount of happiness. When I feel like I have the ability to do anything I want, whenever I want, um, because of that freedom, that is true joy for me, right? Like if I can just choose to spend a whole day with my family and not stress about what's happening. And so what you're saying is that by being more organized and having greater systems and following those systems, that that can free up just massive amounts of time. I mean, I can imagine even just three hours a week to the average person, if they could invest that into a hobby or back into their business or whatever they wanted to do, because they literally are creating new time that was currently just being wasted. Right. Um, that, can, yeah. that can create massive ripples. Yeah, because we want to create um, space for people to get that vantage point, um, to leave early and take their significant other out to dinner, um, to create a space station for procreation, the infiltration of a new sensation like meditation, the inebriation, the dedication of the productive nation. Need I mention this new dimension? I have your attention. Now here's your mission. Your mission it's to be the most effective version of yourself that you can be. And one way you can do that is by capitalizing on the supercomputer that's in your pocket. Your iPhone is 120 million times more powerful than the computers that got them to the moon. So you might as well tap into that, uh, start systematically capturing information so that uh, it's right there when you need it. You can put your finger on it in five seconds and you can walk around with everything wherever you go sinking between all your devices like why not yeah i think you just sold me on it so um the <laughs> i don't even know how to handle that uh free flow rap thing you just did <laughs> um i can't even touch on that so i'm just gonna have to make an audio clip of that and have fun with it but that was amazing <laughs> um so here's okay so I, I do want to learn more about exactly what you do. However, I also want to keep this kind of broad strokes on how other people can apply. So if, if you're like me, listeners out here in, in the world of Biz Ninja Radio, please go to killthechaos.pro. Um, you can also learn more about Charles at birdword.com. That's bird with a Y. And, uh, and learn more about him and learn dig deeper into all of these things that he's talking about. What I want from you right now is... What can, from the story of your entrepreneurial journey, what can somebody who is you minus five, meaning you five years ago, what can they learn uh, from what you've done to accelerate their journey to, to get their first thing going, whether it be a course or whatever their thing is, what's the, the general like 
entrepreneurial takeaway? How do they, what's the first step? Okay, the, the first step is to explore the concept of working for yourself, uh, tapping into the knowledge and skills you may already have, um, and, and then basically committing to it. So I, I had this uh, design made, it, uh, for those listening on the radio, um, it says, it's a piece of wood and it's written on it, I can, I will, end of story. And I have this made and I, I keep it on this uh, monitor I have because every time I looked at it, I had no network. I went from phones ringing, running meetings internationally to just silence by myself. And uh, it was, it just felt weird, just like, just crickets. Oh, yeah. And so then I started finding online groups I'd heard of things called masterminds, but had no clue what that even was. Um, but really, it's you start finding people who are doing what you, you want to be doing. Let's say you want to get into course creation, find the experts in that field. And, and one thing I figured out kind of early is you don't have to go figure everything out. You go to where the experts are. They will gladly tell you how to do it. Maybe you have to buy their course to do it, but they will tell you precisely how to do it. And the people in those communities support each other, share what's working, share what's not working. Like in the corporate world, when things aren't working, they hide it. In the entrepreneur world, people go, right. I tried doing this and it didn't work. I recommend you not do that. So right. they're, they're very forthcoming about what's working and what's not. And um, so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can go to where the experts are and then um, there's a lot to learn, but chances are good. You've, you've got a strong skill set uh, in different areas coming in. So things that you're strong on, hammer away at those. The things you're not, A, you can learn. B, you can hire it out. Um, and it, it's very possible. You just get handed the recipes from pros right. and then just make it. So you took this idea of... Um some, you know, a productivity thing that you really built for you, you productized it into a course that other people could consume and get benefit and value out of. Um, and you started selling and you started doing that through joint ventures, reaching out to people, um, offering them a commission as a chance for a chance to be, uh, to do a webinar to their audience. Right. That's right. Now, and so yeah, that's a free training. It's a, yeah. and that's another thing that I think is very important this, this isn't about selling, it's about providing value. And so my training, I cover the big why, why the topic matters. I give a free webinar covering all of Evernote's core features. Like someone could get up and going right from the free training. And then there's a deeper dive training that, that takes it further. But So it's the, almost like in the training you are teaching, right? It's really important to lead with value. But if I'm understanding your three legs, you're teaching them about the, about the tool and the, how the, what the tool is. But if they want the workflow and like the habits and that kind of stuff, that's what you're selling in the course is that next level of how to apply the tool. Correct. So, um, but I, I do inter, interweave several of those ideas into the free okay. training. It covers notes, notebooks, tags, uh, web clipper, um, Evernote on your mobile device, getting email in there. And then I'm giving real world examples throughout. Um, so they can, A, they'll, they'll learn what the tool is capable of. I give them 
very specific, tangible use cases for applying it in the free training. And then the paid training goes a lot further and, and uh, digs deeper. So um, it's, it's providing a lot of value up front, building trust, um, letting people get to know you, why, why you're in it. That, that's another key thing I think a lot of people don't realize. Um, I was at an event by a woman named Victoria LeBaum and I was explaining, it was like a TED Talk atmosphere and I'm like total black theater with big right, screen right. and everything. Sure. And so I, I go up and, you know, give my little spiel on how amazing Evernote is and then Victoria's like, but why are you doing this? I'm like, well, because I want to make people more. No, why are you doing this? She just kept hammering me and it turned into like freaking Oprah moment or something. <laughs> um, and uh, basically it went into a story about um, how uh, my mom, who's a professional who ran a hospital in Central California and was a teacher at College of the Sequoias for OB nurses, um, how she was overloaded and I helped helped her get up and going with Evernote and an Evernote scanner and everything. Um, then to, to find out shortly thereafter, she had a, a brain tumor and she, she lived for uh, a year and we were able to um, improve the quality of her life by creating systems that didn't bury us because her office became so stacked with paper. You couldn't even see it or walk up to wow. the desk. It was like, it, it was like just tormented um, emotional and, and uh, physical hell. And we were able to use the systems I shared with her to improve her care, improve the quality of her life. And it made me realize uh, I need to get this message out to the world because we have a limited amount of time. We want to be effective at what we're doing and we want a nice quality of life while we do it. So that, that was my big why. And uh, that's, that was another tipping point for me to really want to make a difference. That's awesome. I mean, the, the reason when you discover your why, I think it allows you to fuel even during those like harder times, right? Now you can push through the, the self, the self doubt and the challenge. I think sometimes people from the outside um, world, right? The people that aren't entrepreneurs kind of glamorize the entrepreneur as someone who, who doesn't have the, the emotional battles that they have. Right. But like we I think are just more extreme, probably deeper valleys and, and, but, but higher peaks, you know, when we ride our own waves. And so, Oh, for sure. There's yeah. this awesome graphic and it's like uh, an entrepreneur's thought pattern. That's like, Oh, I'm doing good. Oh, I totally suck at this. Things are great. Things, you know? Yeah. And that's like within an hour. Oh yeah. <laughs> Easily. That's, that's happened to me twice on this call so far. So, um, <laughs> So uh, as we're kind of wrapping up, I like to, um, one, first of all, everyone, please go check out killthechaos.pro. Um, highly recommend uh, Charles and his work. And two, Charles, I like to keep it a little bit personal. Um, you, you, you know, are a skateboarding, rapping, drone flying cool guy, <laughs> right? What is one personal thing on your bucket list that you want to accomplish in the next 12 months? Well, uh, let's see. I've, I've been doing a lot of traveling, which, which is cool. Um, I'd like to continue doing that. And I'd like to, um, I've been flying my drone in many cities around the, uh, my travels. And I, I want to turn that into some amazing footage, both for fun, but also to 
further spread the message that that I um, have. And it gets back to the entrepreneurial side of things. I mean, I'm I'm into the productivity side, but I'm super into the entrepreneur side, and I want to share with people what's possible and just show like you can design the type of life you want simply by choosing to and then figuring it out with the help of of experts um so in shooting video and having fun meeting all these amazing super intelligent giving entrepreneurs um i want to tell that story as effectively as possible to both uh share the message of my course and productivity and all but also to share uh, you can completely design a whole new amazing life. Like I was in eight countries, no, eight cities and five countries in January, uh, meeting some of the coolest people ever. Um, and it's just because I said, hey, I'm going to start a company. I'm going to make a difference. So you can do that too. And uh, no matter where you're at with your company, you can you can take things further. You can expand your impact and reach. So yeah, I want to keep traveling, keep shooting, and uh, keep working to inspire uh, people to take, take the next step to go after what they really want. Awesome. Well, that is uh, what you just said there at the summary of your thing is the summary of this show. The, the whole concept behind the Biz Ninja movement or the, this, this uh, show that I've been doing is about lifestyle design, about building the life you want. So thank you for coming on, uh, Charles, and all of you listening, whether it was on the radio at uh, ABC News, KMET 1490, or whether it was on our podcast, which you can catch on iTunes, uh, whatever it was. So if you found it on YouTube or uh, at bizninja.com, we appreciate you. Now go out and do something. Thank you for listening to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with Tyler Jorgensen. Please make sure to subscribe so you're first to hear new interviews and episodes. If you found this podcast to be valuable, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to visit our online dojo at bizninja.com to claim your reward for listening to the show.